You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 141. Three things you need to know about online reviews. (laughs) All right, y'all, before we get started, I want to tell you about the new freebie I have just for y'all for this summer. If you haven't um, listened to the last couple episodes, you don't know about it yet, so that's why I'm hitting a few episodes in a row so none of y'all miss out, <laughs> okay? And because I'm excited about it because my kids were doing a um, like a summer reading list. And I thought, you know what? We should have our own. I really do think that us grown-ups should get to have a summer reading list as well. I love to read, and um, I decided to make a special list of 20 books that have really like hit home with me or changed my life in so many different ways um, and on so many different like fronts, okay? And I'm sharing the reading list with you, okay? And I made it really convenient for you because um, if you print it or if you look at it on your phone, either way, um, you can link directly to Amazon if you want to get one of these books, okay? Um, I don't get anything from Amazon, I promise. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it easy for you, okay? Um, but you can either click on the link in the PDF, it'll, it acts as a link or you can scan a QR code with your phone if you print it out. Um, So it's kind of nice. So you can go and check out any of these books and you know, it's super easy. So, but I want you to go grab a copy of the list so that you can um, also transform your life (laughs) and you don't have to be an OBGYN. Of course I say it's 20 books to transform your life as an OBGYN. None of these I don't, think are OBGYN centric. So (laughs) I'm trying to remember now what 20 I included, but um, they're like general good books. Okay. So, um, and so one of the reasons that I wanted to bring this up again is because um, Jen, one of y'all out there, Jen, she wrote to me this week asking which was my favorite to start with because she's going on vacation. And so I told her, like, hands down, probably, um, to start with The Choice um, by Dr. Edith Eager. And that's probably my favorite. But then as I, like, was thinking about it, I'm like, maybe that's not the hands down. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so many good choices. So, um, and so for a variety of reasons, I think all of y'all should go check it out. So um, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. And some of them on there are actually business books about, like, different type of mindsets that I've found really helpful in basically helping me show up as the leader that I want to be in how I interact with either like like the staff members of my clinic, the people that are um, technically like working beneath me or how I interact with, um, you know, a team or how I interact with um, the nurses at the hospital. And so, so I've included those because some of them are um, really helpful in thinking about how we interact with other people at work and at home. And so I've included those because that is something that we all kind of have to learn that's not easy uh, whenever we get out of residency, how to have people below you, right? Like we, we're used to other residents being below us and students and that kind of thing, but we're not used to some of the more like office setting type stuff. Like, how do I address something that's not getting done over and over? You know, how do I interact with someone whenever I um, 
am not not happy with how things are going. You know, how do I bring up things in a way that's professional and um, where I'm heard, you know? So some of those books are a good uh, source of learning for those types of things because those types of things are sometimes a big source of burnout and stress for us, I think, um, whenever we're struggling with the people in our office or in our department. So go check it out, okay? You can get this book list by going to coach-miles.com forward, sli- forward slash <laughs> book list, okay? That's B-O-O-K-L-I-S-T. And you can uh, enter your information so I can send you a copy to your email so you can have it forever. And then you also get instant access. So um, you can save it, print it, or have it in your email for later, okay? So coach-miles.com forward slash book list, okay? Um, and then I will put that link in the show notes as well. So if you haven't gotten done it, definitely do that this week, okay? There's no time like the present. So, all right, today I want to talk about online reviews, okay? And I know that we've talked about this a little bit um, early, early, early in the podcast. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember, I think it was episode number two, yes, episode number two, patient complaints, okay? But I've had some kind of recent lessons that I've learned or I've noticed, and I thought it would be helpful to share with you and kind of revisit this topic. Because I think that this is so important because we all have online reviews. If you Google any one of us, those reviews, they're out there, right? And I find that it's a source of a lot of like pain for many OBGYNs out there. Like not physical pain, but like emotional pain of hurt, of like just disbelief, of you know, just feeling resentful even, or like angry that people would write these things, you know, a lot of uh, negative emotions surround online reviews. And that's because we work really hard and we care so deeply, right? So, you know, that says a lot about us, I think. But whenever, you know, whenever a negative review comes in, or I mean, Facebook post pops up, we, we don't, remember that it's because we work hard and we care so deeply. (laughs) We become very hurt and it can really leave a bad taste in our mouth. And I hear comments all the time about how online reviews are really something that increases someone's burnout, especially for OBGYNs, right? So um, these things are not going in, you know, going to go away anytime soon, right? They're not going away. So we need to figure out a better way to manage our minds around them because they're here to stay. They're going to be here, right? For those of you out there that look at your reviews, my biggest piece of advice is number one, just don't read them. (laughs) These are simply other people's thoughts and other people and us as people, we we have 60,000 thoughts per day. And so other people have 60,000 thoughts a day. So why would we choose to go look at those thoughts that they end up writing on the internet, y'all? (laughs) way back in episode two we talked all about those patient reviews and how to manage your mind when a patient does complain and so if you struggle with this I encourage you to go back and re-listen to episode number two um, because it kind of goes hand in hand with this episode so so my biggest advice is just like ignore them completely (laughs) and that is usually the advice I prefer to take as well I definitely walk that walk okay um and because I, I really see reading patient reviews as being something like very similar to asking someone like, hey, can you go ahead and just like hurt my feelings now? Like I'm like looking 
to be upset almost or signing up to be upset if I go read my online reviews is kind of how I view it. Now, you may view it differently. You may view it totally differently, but that's kind of, you know, um, the way I think about it. And, you know, I, I sometimes, you know, want to reconnect with, with um, the thought of like, okay, well, if I go do this, then they're going to make me upset, right? Like that's kind of the default that my brain wants to take. And so what I have to remind myself of is that number one, other people don't have that ability, right? Other people don't have the ability to hurt your feelings or make you feel a certain way or have you feeling negatively, right? They don't have the ability to implant upset inside your body, for you to feel. And so your feelings come from how you think about something, how your brain interprets something. Okay. You get to decide the beauty here. You get to decide how you think about something and how you feel then comes from how you think about it. Okay. So what I mean by that, for those that are newer here, whenever you go and you read some words on the internet, your brain will then assign meaning to those words with a thought, okay? They're just words. They're just out there. They just exist and they're completely neutral on the internet until your brain assigns meaning to them. (laughs) And then we initially are probably going to feel hurt or mad or upset, okay? Because our brain interprets them as something that is hurtful, okay? Maybe we have a thought like, that's terrible. Why would they think that of me? Um, I'm a truly caring person. Why would they say that? You know, some version of that, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she wrote this. I worked so hard to take good care of her. And so those thoughts or thoughts like those are going to lead you to feeling probably very hurt or upset or mad or sad, right? And then what happens next is you're probably going to have a lot of actions from that feeling, okay? And those actions may not be outward actions. They may be internal actions, like ruminating on this. Like you just can't stop thinking about it because it feels awful, right? How many of you have like read something and felt hurt by it and you just couldn't stop thinking about it, right? And what I want you to think about is that whenever we go online and we read these things, okay, Or if someone brings us a stack of these to our desk and then we choose to read them, right? You don't have to read these, okay? (laughs) You do not have to. It is a choice. You can opt out. No one says uh, that you have to. It's probably not in your contract that you have to actually visualize them, okay? But what I want you to think about is like whenever we choose to do that, it's almost like... I'm going to give you an example of like a a scenario that this is kind of akin to, right? It's like watching someone put a thumbtack in, in your office chair. Like you're just like observing and then you are choosing to go and sit on it over and over, right? You look at that post over there or the review that's negative and then you choose to let it hurt you over and over as you think about it for days and days. Okay. So my take on this is how about I just avoid the chair altogether? Okay. If I have a hard time reading the reviews and, and not feeling hurt, then I'm going to just avoid 
reading them. Okay. Now you can also go back to episode two and there are lots of ways to like manage your mind about this. Okay. There's lots of ways to think differently about this. You don't have to, you know, think things that are thoughts like that are going to lead you to feeling hurt or upset or sad. Okay. You can choose how you're going to think about them. But in whenever I do this sometimes, like I will still like, that's what my brain wants to go to and I can redirect it easily, of course, but like, it's still drama that I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to give my time to that. I don't want to give my attention to that. It doesn't deserve my time and attention really. And so, so that's what I choose. I choose to avoid the chair, the thumbtack, all of it. Okay. And that's just because I like to avoid the drama. (laughs) So, so I, you know, it's just, it's just not worth my time. Right. And so I want you to think about that. Like, is it worth, you know, the, the brain having the opportunity to create all that drama that it's going to want to create, even though you have perfect ability to say no brain, that's not what's happening. These are just their thoughts. And we're not going to let that, you know, ruin our day. We have way better things going for us. You know, you can totally just redirect your brain and that's fine. Okay. But some of you out there may also be in a situation where you're like, okay, well, I have a private practice and, you know, these are things that like come to me because I own the practice or, or people comment on our clinic's Facebook page, which we manage, right? So we have to look at them. And my best advice is, okay, well, can you delegate that? Can you have an office manager deal with that in a way that doesn't involve you, like unless absolutely needed, you know, is that an option? And so even though I like to avoid these things, I will tell you recently I was faced with an online post that I couldn't ignore because kind of what happened was that this post went up on Facebook and my, my office staff and the midwife that I work with, um, they were all extremely upset. And so it gave me an opportunity to kind of look at, online reviews and posts and that kind of thing, negative feedback as, as we were dealing with it and to kind of be mindful about it in a way that a few years ago, I would not have been at all. Right. And so kind of what happened is this post went up in a local Facebook mom group, <laughs> which again, I ignore hundred percent. I am not a part of that, but that's my choice. Okay. I'm not in that group for a reason because I don't want my brain to be paying attention to that. I don't want to give that my time. I just choose not to. But for some reason, a lot of people in my clinic are in that group. And you know what? Guess what? They're always getting upset about the things that are posted there. <laughs> but that's okay. That's their choice. And I I still love them. Okay. But anyway, a few weeks ago, I was dragged into a conversation about a Facebook thread that had, I think it had like a hundred something responses where a patient had written comments about how at my office, we don't care if, or we didn't care, I guess, that, you know, she and her baby could die. And it was a very kind of blunt, you know, post that she had made. And the comments that followed were almost entirely all our patients. And so even though there are a lot of moms in this group, the people that joined in were, um, patients of mine. I recognize the names as people scrolled through this very public, um, Facebook group. Now, you know, a few, 
of the of the responses were positive. And I will say that, you know, probably about a third of them, quarter of them or a third of them were. And they were standing up for us, for my clinic, for me and my midwife, for our nurses, whatever. And so, uh, you know, there were some that were positive, but overall it was majority um, were, were negative responses. Okay. So there were replies to this post and they were all, all uh, you know, fairly negative except for a few here and there. Okay. And here's what I learned from that experience that might be helpful if you struggle with this. Okay. Number one, our brain's negativity bias assigns way more weight to the negative than to the positive. And what that means is that, okay, two thirds of the comments were negative and one third were positive, but our brains are largely going to ignore that one third that were positive. Our brain doesn't give much weight to those comments at all. And it was so interesting to watch this in real time, like inside my brain and like see what's happening for everybody else and how they're feeling and thinking and, you know, kind of watch what's going on for me. And because, you know, some of the supportive comments were, you know, very meaningful and well thought out and truly caring. But even now, like as I sit here talking to you, I can sit here and I can recall the exact wording of a lot of the negative comments, but I can't quite recall the exact wording of any of the positive ones, actually. (laughs) I remember thinking, oh, that's so touching. Thank you. That's so nice. I'm glad she stood up for us. But I don't remember the exact wording, right? And so how interesting that our brains and even how we recall our memories, that negative bias, that negativity bias, right? It's there and it is strong, okay? So as I accept that to be true, I must also accept that if this is true for my brain, it is also true for every single person that is on here leaving a negative comment, right? That's just the human condition. We remember even the smallest negative things very prominently. And sometimes our small negative things, as we store that memory, become more negative. They have more weight. They're like weighted more in negativity, right? While the positive things are largely forgotten. And we cannot change this negativity bias. It is how we are wired as humans. But I think it's important to know about it and to think about it because when we realize that this is what's going on in every human's brain all the damn time, it really explains a lot. <laughs> and it helps us accept that this is just part of, uh, of the human condition, right? This is just other humans being, being human, right? It's their humanness. Um, the people are peopling, right? We don't have to fight against the reality of the situation that humans think and say a lot of negative things. That, that then causes us a lot of dirty pain whenever we fight against that reality. Like, she shouldn't say that. She shouldn't be so negative, you know? If we're arguing with what the reality is, then that creates so much, like, negative emotion for us, okay? The n- number two thing, okay? You can do everything right and other people can still be unhappy, okay? In this case we did everything right. (laughs) I mean, it was, it was, um, a very interesting situation where, you know, someone was worried about their anemia and, um, you know what we had, we had actually sent her to the lab that day and 
we we showed some concern about that too. You know, we met that patient where she was, but you know what? It, it wasn't interpreted as that maybe, okay? We did everything right and people were still unhappy. We talked about this way back when in episode number 14, people pleasing, okay? So if this is something you struggle with, go back to episode 14, okay? It's a good one, oldie but a goodie. <laughs> Other people are going to feel how they want. Even if we do everything perfectly, they can still decide how they are going to think and feel and act. Okay. And my sweet, sweet medwife, she was so upset by this horror, like this whole ordeal. Okay. Probably because she is literally one of the most caring people I know. And I think that this was the hardest thing for her to accept in all this, that she can do everything right. And someone can still say she didn't, which doesn't seem very fair whenever it's you or your personal character or your livelihood that's being discussed online in a very public forum. Right. But here's what I told her. I said, you and I know that you did everything right and that we do good here. We do so much good here. We know that we are taking great care of people and that we are showing up as our best every day. And the only person's opinion of us that really matters here is ours, right? Because no one else's opinion changes anything about you or the care you provide or how great of a job you're doing. So, we have to let other people be wrong about us. And sometimes we have to learn how to do that. We have to learn how to let other people be wrong about us. Okay. And so it's kind of like if someone went on Facebook and wrote like, Dr. Miles sucks because she has blue hair. Right. Well, I assure you, I, I do not have blue hair. That's not true. Um, and not that blue hair is bad, but I just simply don't have blue hair. Right. And that may be someone's thought or their opinion, but I know without a doubt that that is not true for me. And that is what counts. My opinion is the only one that matters here. Untrue comments don't change anything about who I am or the job I'm doing. Okay. Number three, number three thing that I learned in all this is that a scarcity mindset is really what drives us to feel terrible about negative reviews. And this is why they feel so awful because our brain sees a negative comment about us and its interpretation often is going to be something like, well, what if all my other patients see this and don't come back? <laughs> then I won't have any patients and then I won't have any money and then I won't ha I'll, I'll lose my job and end up living in a van down by the river. And so when your brain starts really assigning a lot of weight to something like this, watch out for these stories like this. And you can even ask yourself, like, what am I making this mean about me? Okay. And you can ask that like five times in a row. Like, what am I making this mean? And then what? And then what? Right? Like, what, what, what comes after that? Right? Because that's kind of how it goes at first. Like, well, why am I so upset about this? Well, because my other patients might see it. Okay. So what? Well, but then they might tell their friends. Okay, who cares? Well, because then I won't have any patients. No one will come to see me because they'll all think I'm awful. Okay, well, who cares? Well, then I'll, I won't have any money. I'll lose my job and end up in a van by the river, right? It's just this, like this scarcity mindset. And we worry that we won't have enough. We worry that we're going to miss out in some sort of way. So if we can shift to an abundance mindset where we feel grounded in enoughness, 
we don't have as much brain drama where we're just like spiraling out about it, right? So if one patient posts something negative on Facebook and 100 people agree, okay, well, I'm probably out like 101 patients, right? And, you know, maybe someone else out there that's not my patient reads it and decides not to see me. They weren't seeing me anyway already, so that's okay. But how many people are like on my waiting list or how many people are scheduled and they're about to come establish with me? There's still a lot of people out there that are, you know, needing needing a really good doctor, right? And I live in a small town, so even if 100 women didn't come to see me, there are still thousands of women left, okay? There's still a lot more out there that need a good doctor. <laughs> and I guarantee you that not all of them are going to read the thread and have their opinions weighed so much that they won't come see you, right? And maybe this is why even if I do get dragged into the drama of negative posts or social media or online reviews, they don't really bother me at all anymore because I truly have an abundance mindset whenever it comes to how many patients I have. Um, And that's something that I have, you know, cultivated over time that, you know, I tell my brain, like, we're never going to end up in a van down by the river. Okay. Because guess what? There are plenty of patients, even if, even if some, even if a hundred decide to go get their care elsewhere, they're allowed that. That's totally fine. I will still have plenty of patients. In fact, sometimes I even complain about how many people are on my schedule. Okay. Because it feels like a lot to me. And I, I worry that my, my, you know, established patients may not be able to get in to see me in such a timely fashion that, that I would like. Right. So maybe a negative review could be a good thing for my other patients that actually want to see me. Okay. So where is the good in this? Right. And I, you know, having that knowing that it doesn't matter, like I take good care of people and then they tell their moms and their aunties and their sisters to come see me. I know that that's worth more than an online Facebook review. So I just, I don't have uh, an issue with my brain spiraling out because I know that there's plenty to go around. And it's that abundance mindset that I've worked hard to um, really try to develop that's helped me get to that. Okay. And so cultivating an abundant mindset is about knowing that you will have enough. Okay. So as you sit here and you're listening to this, you're not worried and anxious about, oh my gosh, well, what if I breathe all the air in my car right now? Right? You're not like thinking about having enough air to breathe. Or if you if you're sitting and chatting with a friend, at you're not like comparing how much they're breathing versus how much you're breathing because you know, you might run out of air to breathe. Because you know that there's plenty of air to breathe and that you aren't competing for air with that person sitting next to you, right? So you have an abundance mindset whenever it comes to air, right? You don't even think about it. And so to increase that, to cultivate that, to develop that, we have to look for ways in which we are already enough or we already have enough or we know that there's plenty, okay? And so we have to practice knowing that we have enough, We have to train our brains to see that. And that's what can increase our abundance, right? And so some people will use like a a gratitude journal. Some people will use um, like a, um, they'll make a list of all the things they appreciate, right? Okay, appreciation, gratitude, all of those things can help 
develop your abundance, okay? Especially whenever it comes to things that you already have. Like I'm grateful um, for all the love in my house. I know that I will never go without because my kids and husband love me. My dogs love me so much, sometimes too much, right? I know without a doubt that I do not have to worry about having enough love, right? And so, so that's an abundance mindset, right? And so being grateful for those types of things that you have enough of can help develop that further. So I hope this helps friends. I hope that these three lessons that, that I learned, um, may, may help you in the future. If you're ever in this situation where you can't ignore a post or a comment that is negative, definitely go back and listen to episode number two, but also, you know, see if you can employ one of these lessons to help and just notice how different your, like your experience is, right? I would bet it would be way different for you. Because we all know that the the online reviews, the social media comments, all of that's here to stay. So let's just figure out how to still kick ass despite that fact. Okay? All right, friends. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, the Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.